0: Uh, order. Uh, good afternoon, members, and welcome to this afternoon's session of the Northern Ireland Assembly Public Accounts Committee. Can I just ask members if they could place their phones on uh, airplane mode or turn them off? It's not sufficient to put mobiles on silent as they continue to interfere with the Assembly recording. This session is being recorded in video and audio and can be accessed via online streaming either on the Assembly website or Democracy Live. Agenda item one is apologies. Have you any apologies this afternoon? No, I think we have a full house. Thank you. Agenda item 2 then. The minutes of the meeting of the 27th of May 2021 in your pack, pages 6 to 16. Are members content that I sign them as being accurate? Agreed? Agreed. Okay, thank you. Um, Members' interests? Members at each meeting. Members are required to register relevant financial and other And in registers uh, members register for interest. Uh, Any member, any register, any issues they want to or they Want to declare this afternoon? Okay. Thanks. Agenda item four: matters arising. Our sixth report, um, published today, reporting to the v- Driver and Vehicle Agency, um, was. Released, and there has been, I think, a considerable amount of press release, uh, press coverage, um, and uh, I know that the written media has covered it. And I did the Frank Mitchell show this morning r- around the issue. Um, so um, I want to thank everyone and for all the work um, on the report and on the the, the um, press release and so on. Members content. Okay, thank you. Agenda item five then um, is um, correspondence, uh, which is a page twenty to sixty-seven of your pack. <coughs> so we're joined and welcome to this afternoon to Mr. Kieran Donnelly, CB, the Controller and Auditor General from the Northern Ireland Auditor Office, Mr. Thomas Wilkinson, Director, and Mr. Kelly Bingham, Assembly Sport Officer, uh, to the meeting this afternoon. Members, I refer you to correspondence on the twenty eighth of may twenty twenty one, pages twenty and twenty one of your pack, from CAMS regarding social media training, which is part of the Member Development Programme. Three online training sessions <coughs> are being facilitated in June twenty twenty one on protecting your social media reputation. The session is three hours long and will be facilitated <coughs> by Zoom. Details on the remaining spaces left and contacts can be found in the correspondence. Members, this is entirely a matter for you as individual members and your staff. We're simply bringing it to your attention. It will not be organised through this committee. Um, members, you can content to note and take forward uh, because the training, as I say, is available to um, party staff as well. I refer to correspondence 28 of May, 2020, pages 23 and 24 of your pack from the Committee for Finance uh, to Mr Donnelly regarding the surplus land sales and specifically the sale of the Porteville Reservoir. This is in response to the Finance Committee's queries on whether value for money was obtained. At page 25, 27 of your pack, there is correspondence from Mr Andy Monaghan, Department Liaison Officer at the Department of Finance. Dated the twenty-first of May, pages 28-29 of your pack, Annex One provides a list of surplus land sales. Uh, I also refer you to pages thirty to th- sixty-six of your pack, which contained valuation report on the sale of Portovo Reservoir, prepared by McGibbons, the commercial property consultants, on the twenty-seventh of April, twenty twelve. Mr. Donnelly, is anything you want to add to that or speak on
1: uh, Yeah, there's been a lot of public interest in the sale of Portovo reservoir and um i've had representations from you know other mlas so i've already embarked on a a short uh, study into that it'll be quite short and too long to do so i will do a short public report on that particular case okay uh, and uh, i've just written back this morning to uh mr Aiken. okay as chair uh, of the finance committee as yeah. chair of the finance committee uh, and also, then, I would keep in mind the wider issue of um, land sales across the public sector. Considering my f- uh, forward work programme.
0: Okay, so members, we, we, we're just being asked to um, discuss this in terms of information. But does any member have any issue they want to raise? Is that your hand going up, Mr. O'Toole?
2: Mine, yeah, thank you. No, I just wanted to merely say. Well, first of all, I should, I guess, briefly declare that I'm. On the finance committee, which um, uh, created this extra work for uh, Kieran and the team, um, but uh, simply to say, I think it's a, a, an important bit of work. Um, I'm glad the finance committee forwarded on. Uh, I think, if nothing else, it will offer hopefully some clarity to people who are concerned about a, the appearance of inconsistency or the apparent inconsistency about um, the way in which reservoir. Uh, reservoirs have been sold. It may be nothing, and there may be a completely plausible explanation. But I think it's this will hopefully be a useful exercise to at least offer a bit of external quality assurance as to how that process has happened.
3: Okay, Mr. Muir. Um, just echo the words of Matthew, and just to ask, um, I think it's important that there is transparency brought, and I think the information that we have provided today is extremely useful. And just to ask, karen uh, in terms of that short piece of work that he has undertaken and I'm aware of. Uh, in terms of the outcome of that, where will that be reported to you so we can have sight of that?
1: Oh, uh, as with all my public reports, it'll be um, led in the Assembly.
0: Okay, thank
1: uh, you. So, so the, it, it will be a public report uh, and led in the usual way. In the uh, library, uh, the Assembly? Uh, library. Uh, yes, and available to members yeah. uh, like any other report. Okay.
0: Any other members? Everyone happy enough? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> members, are refer to, to correspondence to the 28th of May, page 67 of your pack. Uh, we have been copied into by the Department of Finance. Um, Mr. Andy Monaghan, the Departmental Liaison Officer for DOF. The Committee for Finance has asked for clarification on why the recently publicised list does not include all ministerial directions, including e.g. those made by the Minister for Education in respect of the examination arrangements for 2020. The Finance Committee is seeking clarification in respect of the completeness of the list of ministerial directions and confirmation that all ministerial directions will be published uh, on the Department's website in a timely manner. Um, so Members, just before anyone speaks on this, can I just remind the committee of the following uh, the Audit Office has previously advised this committee that the differences in lists are down to the fact that the Department of Finance agreed with the Northern Ireland Audit Office to only publish the ministerial directions that the PAC has been informed of by the Controller and Auditor General. This protects the PAC's primacy and enables the CNAG to scrutinise each of these. The Audit Office uh, also advises that, in normal circumstances, uh, the ministerial directives can be turned around very quickly, as they are usually only one or two a year. However, there is currently a temporary delay, which has resulted in a backlog, backlog of the MDs. So, Mr. Donnelly, do you think you want to add to that? Uh,
1: just one thing. Sometimes there is a little bit of confusion as to what a ministerial direction is. Uh, the directions I am concerned with, and you, are directions in the. Uh, as laid down in managing public money, where the accounting officer seeks a direction. Um, there may be other cases where a minister has a, an edict on this, that and the other, and I don't think the the education ones that are referred to are ministerial directions in the context that uh, are relevant to us. Yeah. It's just where the, the minister has made an instruction sure. to
0: do something or other. Uh, OK, <clears throat> thanks for that clarification. Uh, any members want to raise any issues around those? Could I ask Mr O'Toole and Mr Muir to lower your hands, please? Um, okay, members, um, so if you are content, uh, we uh, would ask the, fin- the Committee for Finance to copy into any further correspondence relating to this issue. Agreed? Okay, members, we will remain in open session for our next agenda. Uh, item: Ministerial directions. And can we please bring at this stage Mr. Neil Gray, director from the Audit Office, into the meeting? Uh, I see you are on screen, Neil. Can you hear us okay? I
2: can see you fine, Chair. Can you hear me?
0: We can, indeed. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, so, agenda item six, then ministerial directions, are pages three to fifty-eight of your pack. Members are referred to the correspondence from for Mr. Kieran Donnelly. The Controller and Auditor General dated the 1st of June in your table pack, pages three to five, regarding ministerial directions uh, from the Department of Health uh, Minister, Mr. Swan, Mr. Richard Bingelli, the Accounting Officer and Permanent Secretary of the Department of Health, wrote to the CNAG on the 31st of March and the 15th of April of this year to advise that he had sought these ministerial directions. <clears throat> uh, a one off award of £15 million to the HSC Charitable Trust Funds, the relevant papers area, Appendix A, in your table pack, pages 6 to 16. A grant scheme to support cancer services of £10.7 million, including management fee, in the relevant papers, are append- appendices B, your table pack, pages 17 to 32. A grant scheme to the Mental Health Services. 10.7, including managerial fee, the relevant papers, Appendix C, in Table Pack, pages 33 to 39, a grant scheme to support carers in uh, Northern Ireland, a 4.4 million, including management fee and the relevant papers, are Appendix D, in your Table Pack, pages 40 to 52, and a payment of 1.3 million to Hospice's relevant paper, are appendix Appendices E, in your Table Pack, pages 53 to 58. Mr Donnelly. Any comment, or any, any of your colleagues want to make at this point?
1: Uh, okay. Uh, the first one there is um, really um, a gift, a one-off award of to the charitable trust fund. So there are very special rules on gifts in uh, you know, managing public money. Uh, and in normal circumstances, uh, you know, if it couldn't be re- built into the estimate. Uh, there should be a minute to the assembly. On that, uh, which so uh, because of the urgency in this case, uh, so, so some of the usual protocols were would not have been observed. Gifts would be quite unusual in any event, but um, the, this particular gift is for the I suppose health service staff uh, caught up in the you know the all the yeah. difficulties yeah. With, with the pandemic. Um, So the payment is to the the charitable trust funds. Each um, trust, as well as its main account, uh, will have a charitable uh, trust fund account. Uh, I actually audit those accounts, so I'll be able to to track that that expenditure through. Uh, I suppose the only other observation I have is that most of these trust funds have actually quite substantial reserves, in any event. I don't know, if, Neil, if there's anything else you want to say on that particular one?
2: You're right, CNAG, the uh, supporting material makes clear that the trust, the balance on the trust funds as covers about 13 years' worth of expenditure already, and that's before the receipt of the £3 million. So the, the funds are well resourced.
0: Okay. Any members? Any questions I want to ask around those issues?
3: Mr. Just curious, um, whose role it is to to question the degree of funds that the the trust may may have, if the money is coming from public uh, uh, finances?
1: Well, what's my role okay. <laughs> to do that. Uh, these trust funds will have lots of, um, you know, um, revenue from donations and okay. you know, so it's private rate. donations as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. uh, and there is good governance around them. So, uh, if there were any issues, I can, my team will pick them up on the audit.
3: Okay. Um, the, the other question has is, is, is I, uh, my understanding would be that. Um, there was unspent COVID money, and basically, if good homes could not be found for it, where it would not be wasted, uh, that money was gone back to treasury. Uh, uh, was this money would have been in that category?
1: I suspect so, and uh, which takes us into sort of a wider point about year-end flexibility. Uh, there was some year-end flexibility regarding COVID money, but it only, it didn't cover the full pot, so therefore there was, uh, I suppose, this. Uh, it's called pressure to find useful homes for the for the money, or otherwise it would have been surrendered to treasury. I think it would have been much better if there were different rules on year-end flexibility, uh, allowing more of this to be carried over into the next financial year. So uh, that's something I'm going to pick up on a separate uh, report on uh, which Neil is also involved in, on just how the whole budgetary system works here.
0: Okay. Okay. are they required to the trust funds required to keep uh, a reserve in law uh,
1: no um, sometimes they'll build up a, a pot maybe with an eye to uh, you know rainy day a, a rainy day uh, and, and a lot of the money does go to maybe maybe you know, examples of what some the money would be spent on and this here is supposed to be a mark for for staff but it be also for patients mm-hmm. and uh, um, memories might be things like TVs and things in hospital wards and. Uh, but most
0: most of the money would come from uh, people leaving money in their wills and so on, would it?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, mm. know. It. Is there anything you want to add to that? From
2: the... There's a few things there, say N. G. The um, much of the the money that the trust funds get will come from donations. It will also come from returns on investments that they'll make we have recommended on several occasions in the past that the funds themselves look at the balance between what they spend and what they hold in reserve when you consider that certainly the donations that are provided the people that donate them would expect them to be spent In accordance with their wishes I don't think that they would be thinking that leaving them sitting in reserves for years and years and years would necessarily be a good use of the funds so there there is a point about getting that balance right between how much you spend and how much you simply stash away for a rainy day and that's something that we we keep an eye on every year
0: well, having made those recommendations out they obviously have their own um, boards or whatever uh, uh, trustees and they make the decisions so it's not necessarily a case of money not being spent uh, necessarily uh, uh, in an inappropriate way but um, not being spent at all and placed in reserve and, and invested is 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 the the advice you've given really I suppose yeah okay any other members mr. Muir?
3: No, thank you chair um, and karen mentioned um issue there in relation to the budgeting process and the need to shift the money before the end of the financial year and that's been an epidemic problem for for many many years for decades really to be honest And um, I, I know that the finance committee sent correspondence to other committees um in relation to the fiscal council and what issues she feel they should be focused upon and it's just to see in terms of the timescale for that report you're outlining, Kieran, because that would help inform the festival council's work, and it's particularly it's particularly relevant because of the COVID situation and the amount of in-year funds that were d- distributed, and the how the need for reform in our budget process was highlighted as a result of that, um, and the fact that our budget process is. Extremely elongated um, and relatively complicated and repetitive. So you know you're re- reading out the same speech on four different occasions. That that report from yourself will actually be very useful, just in terms of whether we do reform the budget process and also the work of the fiscal council.
1: Um, just to say, sir, uh, we have had some engagement with the fiscal council um, and. Uh, I think the, the points you raise, uh, you know, have come up in, in that discussion. So, so they're reading into all of these issues, and I think that that's a good thing.
0: Thank you very much, Karen. Thank okay. Thank you. Um, no indications from any other members who wish to ask questions or make comments. So, um, at that point, then we uh, will conclude on that issue. Okay. And at this stage, then we will go into closed session.
1: This is the Northern Ireland Assembly, Senate Chamber, programme signed.